watching the rising billions disrupting tradition always be closing gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies i dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible free your mind nothing happens till something moves i'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths create your blue ocean innovation and collaboration with competition do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life or do you want to come with me and change the world creating uncontested market space i worry that people don't tap into their strengths wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur there is a very thin dividing line between success and failure witnessing unprecedented technology you can fail at what you don't want so you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Cumby and Alan Mitch. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. I'm here with Alan Witch, my most awesome co-host in the world, my only co-host in the world, uh, but uh, Alan, I hear you, I hear you chuckling every time I say that, you laugh, and uh, I'm really excited about today, I I'll tell you, this guy's the real deal, I like him a lot, he's just a super cool dude, um, and he's local to me, so that obviously makes him super cool, because he lives at the beach, he's smart, he's smart like me, if you would consider me smart, of course. <laughs> uh, Alan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for that nice intro. This is great doing this podcast with you. It is a, um, it's a blast. We finally figured out what we're doing with it over the last uh, year and a half. So that's awesome. Uh, it's been a, awesome. <laughs> been a fun run. I'm excited to get to know this guy. I know you guys got a lot of history, and, I, and that's great. And and I'm just going to kind of sit back in awe a little bit today. But uh, our guest, I can hang out with Philip. I'm in. There you go. <laughs> I got to get down there because obviously you, I, I need, I just need to come down there. That's all there is to it. It's just a, an airplane right away in like eight hours, so it's not really a problem. I'll just, I, I get there and we'll hang. We'll have the local drink. We'll have a good time. But uh, today's yes, the beach. It's the beach. So I, 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 I do have pants on. That's awesome. Uh, I do wear shorts at the beach. So I guess we could do our cast in shorts and our our wonderful uh, Think Bull Be Bull t-shirts. And yes. Uh, yes. We, we would have we're both sporting them today. That's right. We are sporting them today. And I got and I got my sponsor. just started hat. Uh, I like on. that. Thank you, Derek. Right. Yes. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And that's just a local member we have uh, in our uh, mastermind for the audience listening in. He's got a, a wonderful concept coming out for entrepreneurs, the Startup Syndicate, which is uh, really exciting. Incorporates some uh, great technology, uh, AI technology, which I'm super yeah. cool about. Data the art Super AI excited technology. about, I should say. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, let's get into it and introduce our awesome guest. Uh, awesome, today. awesome. I, I love this. Uh, I'm always intrigued with the political environment. I'm intrigued with what's real and what's BS. And I'm intrigued with really getting down to 
what is really the DNA of a person that's going to be in the public eye? And today's guest, man, I'll tell you, I can't, I can't really think of anybody that's got a better handle on the geopolitical landscape than today's guest. I mean, he's been on just about every show. He's worked with senators, senators with um, lawyers, uh, with presidential lawyers, candidates, presidential. all sorts of, uh, all sorts of folks. He knows the landscape inside and out. Uh, his experience reads like. Well, like a presidential candidate, I, I have to say, uh, his his media connections are nothing less Incredible. than stellar, and uh, I, he's got a new book coming out. Fire them now. Um, I think it's I, I think it's it's exciting, and I want to get into it, and I don't want to wax anymore. So, Philip Stutz, <laughs> welcome to Think Bold People, my friend. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on. Let's roll. Betcha. You betcha. Philip is in the house. I finally got him to come on our show, even though we've known each other for a while. But, you know, how appropriate, you know, timing, uh, because he's got you know his book out, and I'd love to just dive right into it. Philip, yeah, thank you for being on the show, taking some time out of your busy schedule. And I know you're uh, relaxing a bit at home before you get back on the road and hit that, uh, that uh, circuit you're on. Uh, but let's talk about uh, just – Fire them now. It first of all is, uh, or fire them now. I, I should say. Um, you know, I think it's a great title. Tell us about that because, well, let's start here. Sure. I'd rather give people a little bit of a background on, a you know, background. what Alan yeah. had talked about, and you know, where you've uh, camped uh, in the last little while. Then we'll get into the book. Yeah. Uh, but tell us, uh, bring us through a brief history of time, if you'd like. And, uh, you know, where did all this kind of come from? Where, you know, how did you get involved in this? You could be doing a million different things. You know, why this? Yeah, it's a great question. Listen, uh, I started my career in 1996 uh, helping Bob Dole, who was running president at the time, and uh, ended up after that working for about four more presidential campaigns. Uh, I ran a, uh, a governor's race, uh, helped run a U.S. Senate race, and then uh, ended up working for the Republican National Committee uh, over two election cycles um, where we helped uh, hundreds of uh, congressional races, uh, candidates, a lot of the U.S. Senate candidates. And then I started my own company in helping elect politicians to office. And then in about 2012, uh, the, the first sort of, I, I had always been this political marketer for all these years, and then the first sort of uh, hit happened uh, that led to this book, which was in 2012, I was diagnosed with an incurable disease. And that, uh, was, I have an, a rare esophageal disease. Uh, my esophagus will never work for the rest of my life. And the doctors basically said that within about 10 to 15 years, I'll be on a feeding tube for the rest of my life. And for the first, for the first five years of that diagnosis, um, I didn't do anything about it. I, uh, I kind of stuck my head in the sand. Uh, here I am, an innovator in politics. Here I am, uh, an entrepreneur, a guy that, <laughs> as the title says, thinks boldly. But when it came to my own health, I did nothing about it. And along the, that timeline, uh, I started uh, a, a digital marketing company in politics. And, you know, we grew the company 500% in three years. And we worked on over 120 races in the first uh, political races in the first three years. 
And I was still totally paralyzed by this disease that I had and sort of the disruption that was coming, right? And so, uh, you know, basically about a year ago, I went to a conference uh, with Peter Diamandis, the Abundance 360 conference, and he basically laid out this, uh, he said, you know, I want you to come out with a moonshot uh, for your own life. And I thought it would be about business. It, it, it ended up being that within five years, I would try to find a cure to my disease. And that has led into this unbelievable uh, path for me over the last year. And what happened is the confluence of my political past and my disease. And at the same time, I started talking to CEOs and business owners all across the country. And they were telling me about the paralysis of and the fear that they were facing with a changing economic landscape. And they kept telling me how they felt like they were getting screwed over by their digital marketing companies. And so at one point, I was in China last summer with Peter Diamandis and a, and a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and he, he was giving me the same story I hear everywhere I go about digital marketers in the corporate sphere. And I looked at him and I said, well, what are you doing? Just fire them now. And then that was the genesis. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a good title for a book. And I uh, started writing the book. And really, the book is about applying political principles to businesses. And okay. I'm, I, I can happily jump in, but I'll kind of stop there and then and then let you go on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, a couple of questions. Um, you know, I'll, you, you kind of fired right through, and it sounded like uh, you didn't address what you were diagnosed. You know, bring me through your thought process on that, because, you know, obviously it's, um, you know, when you talk about what it looks like after time, you know, time goes on, that's pretty scary. It must be. Uh, but somehow you just barreled through. And, you know, we love Peter Diamantis, by the way. Uh, you know, part of the reason that this show is called Think Bold, Be Bold, yeah, is because, you know, Alan and I have that um, glue that keeps us together because we were at an event and Bold came out um, and we were just like all over it. So that's where the show came from, paying homage to, to Peter and and now we have this connection through you uh, and, sure. and you being part of that Abundance 360, which wonderful, wonderful uh, group Fantastic of people. And I love the Moonshot Challenge. But, you know, getting back to, you know, kind of barreling through because you were diagnosed in 2012, you know, five years had to go by. Um, you know, you kind of put your head in the sand, it sounds. Um, what went through your head? Were you just trying to, like, ignore it maybe? You know, I'm just interested in, you know, obviously now you're addressing it, you right. know, and you've gone through a year of figuring stuff out, um, which I can't wait to hear some of the things because uh, I know you're doing some experimental stuff and, and, and cool. But I do want to hang on that just for a moment before we get into the book. And by the way, I love the name of the book, and I love how those things come together. Uh, you're anywhere and everywhere, and then you throw something out, you're like, huh, sounds great. Uh, but tell us, yeah. you know, that, that what went through your head and, and – you know, what was going on? You know, that's a happy so, thing. You know, uh, I think anytime you get diagnosed with a, a disease that is that has no cure, uh, you you sort of you go through sort of the seven stages of grief or whatever. And mine just lasted five years until I decided to do something about it. But here here's what I did. Um, I turned my health and my disease over to my doctors instead of using my mind and becoming the innovator and the disruptor of my own disease. 
And that sounds great and all, but let me tell you this. I am being treated at the Mayo Clinic. And they, here, here is the way they treat you at the Mayo Clinic, the best hospital in the world. Here, they come in, they say, and this is a direct quote that they gave me, your disease is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Take your medicine. Take medicines no matter what the ultimate consequence of that medicine. So the medications I was taking, they were trying to prescribe opioids. They were trying to, uh, to prescribe um, pro proton pump inhibitors that have a long-term effect on dementia. And for five years, I just took it and said, well, the doctor said I got to do this. I'm just going to do it. Uh, I, you know, I don't do that in business. Uh, I don't listen to other people tell me what to do in business. Um, I go out and I try to lead and try to run a company that is incredibly innovative and unique. And I just wasn't doing it in my own health. And, you know, I, I knew deep down it wasn't right. Um, but I think when I went in, I had, and here's a great, here's another thing. I had three major surgeries and 15 minor procedures on my esophagus since the 2012. And so my esophagus is completely shredded. Uh, if I eat anything with any content of sugar, fat, uh, flour, you know, alcohol, anything like that, uh, acid explodes into my esophagus because I have no filter down there anymore. And it's just a massive amount of pain and it erodes my esophagus. And so uh, my diet is very unique to say the least. Um, but uh, I had to get a hold of two things. One is I have an incurable disease and I would love to figure out a way to cure it. And I'm on that path. And the other was I needed to get my health in order. Um, as you can tell, I'm skinny. Uh, so you just assume I'm healthy. But the fact is that every single person has a different body makeup. And even though I could metabolize food very well, it was not healthy for me. And it was causing a lot of damage. Ultimately, what I found is it was probably an autoimmune disease uh, that turned my body turned on its esophagus, attacked it, and killed it. And uh, that's really what we think. But the doctors still don't even know. And that's the whole point. The greatest hospital in the world, the Mayo Clinic, basically pats me on the back and says, come in, take your medicine, get out of here. And that's it. And I just decided to do something different. Love that. But you made a pivot. You made a yeah. pivot in your life that, uh, that took you down a, a new road. I, I can totally... Uh, understand where you're coming from. I've got terrible uh, cardiac disease. I was born with congenital, lots of open heart surgeries and lots of paraphernalia in my body. Mine came down to a mindset change and then some right. lifestyle changes. So what was, I'm really curious as to what, what made that, that change to, it's on your shoulders now, it's not on the doctor's shoulders for you to be able to progress. You've got a physical ailment that's, that you can't you can't pill it and you can't cut it out. You've got to be able to deal with it somehow, right? So where does that, I want to know what that mindset change is that's allowing you to do what you do now based on having that kind of a diagnosis. Uh, I don't care if it's my uh, health, my marriage, uh, the ability to, to be a father or to run a company. Either I, I, I'm going to lead and innovate, uh, either I'm going to be the disruptor or something's going to disrupt me. And that's sort of how I have to approach it. And so, look, uh, I, I told a lot of people this. Um, I, I spend, you know, 
time each week focused on my health, not working out, but thinking and studying what I need to be doing. Um, and that's the only way I'm going to grow. And uh, I spend, I carve out uh, a couple hours each week to think about how I'm going to be a father, a better father, how I'm going to be a better husband. Um, in addition to the fact that I spend, you know, 80 hours a week trying to run a business and, and trying to grow a business and be innovative and think differently. But you have to do those things. If you're not constantly being proactive, you will be overtaken by the reactive nature of society. Absolutely. And the ultimate answer to that is, we are in the most disruptive time in human history. We are in a 10, 15 year window that the world will look completely different and every single job uh, in our economy worldwide will be disrupted, everything. And it's not about, uh, let's say the you know self-driving cars, like that's one, right? That, it's not about the fact that we won't drive cars anymore. It is, what is the second order consequences of that? What's the third order consequences of that? And the second order consequences, right. like literally off, you know, off the top of my head, you could say this, how are governments gonna be funded when there are no more speeding tickets, no more parking tickets because we have self-driving cars? How, how are uh, emergency rooms gonna handle the fact that they're gonna have to cut uh, nursing jobs down because you know we're gonna have 100, basically a 99% uh, ER cut on at traffic accidents with 38,000 less people dying every year in a traffic accident. What happens to organ donors um, when people are on organ donor lists and there's no organs to be given because we've 38,000 people a year donating their organs through death by car. So there are, and I could go on and on and on. It's a rabbit hole. So there are yeah. so much disruption in the world and you either recognize it's coming and address it in every facet of your life or it'll overtake you. Absolutely, that's, that's a, a really great, good point. great analogy. Including yeah. medical, medical advancements and I, and I love your attitude towards that. Um, you know, uh, and I think it was Peter or I read something, you know, maybe from one of his people that you know, really over the next 10 years, medical advancements um, will address so many different diseases, whether it be nanobots or mm -hmm. some sort of new technology that we're not even aware of yet. Um, but, you know, I love your attitude and I love what you've done and you just went at it and you're, you know, you, you, you wrote a book and, and you're busy and you're focused on obviously your health and, and your family and, um, uh, and you're still out there banging things uh, and, 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 and disrupting yourself in a lot of ways by doing something that, you know, a lot of people don't go to. So I want to jump into the book because not a lot of people write a book. We talk about a book. I think the numbers say that 85% of people out there want to write a book, but they never do. Never do um, yeah. You had a thought process that came across and, and it said, fire, fire them now. Let's talk about fire them now. And, you know, what did you write about? And, and um, let's let the audience know. And listen, audience, this is a great time to take out the journals if you already haven't, because this is when value bombs come out and, you know, really good ideas. And, you know, that's what we try to draw out of our audience or our guests, I should say, for the audience is things that you can look at in your life and, you know, really address. And, you know, you heard Philip talk about some of the things that, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, some people are faced with. But at the same time, I think we all go through life unscathed in some way, whether it's financial, relationships, you know, health, and so on. But it's all relatable. It's all transferable in terms of how you show up. And Philip, you showed up and you wrote a really great book and you're, you're going to be on a, a lot of cool shows. Our cool, 
and our cool show is starting it all off, so I'm really excited yeah. about that. We're the, we're, the, we're the precursor show. Yes, we're the precursor. I'm we're getting really, the jitters out. Yeah. yeah. We're grateful as well. But let's talk about uh, Fire Them Now and, you know, that principle that you just, you know, touched on just before we got into how you're addressing things going forward, specifically around your health. But talked about political principles and applying them to business. What What is the book all about um, and where do we get it? Yeah, it's a great question. So, you know, first of all, I think any business owner out there that is uh, that loves to learn and look at things in unique ways, like this is learning how we do things on political campaigns and how they can transfer to businesses. So it's a great, in a way, there's a lot of metaphorical uh, looks at this book that I think can help people look at what they do and go, oh, if I applied these three things, that could help my business. Um, the, the, I came into this thing accidentally, actually, Chris, because uh, I've been running political campaigns for 20 years. I've been a political marketer forever. Um, and a, a friend of mine came to me a few years ago and said, I am so intrigued by what you do in politics, I'm wondering if it could translate to business. And I said, oh, that's interesting. Why don't we try an experiment? And that led, that, that one you know, request from a friend, I did not solicit it, uh, actually kind of snowballed in, into a larger marketplace and kind of snowballed into how this book works. We found that when we took the, the secrets of what we do on political campaigns and applied them to businesses, we ended up having massive ROI. And at the same time, I started talking to CEOs. And over the last two years, I've talked to over 100 CEOs from Fortune 500 companies to small businesses. And every one of them came back to me with the exact same frustration they had in the digital marketing space that they felt that digital marketers were taking advantage of them, spending their money, looking out for their bottom line before the, the business's bottom line. And I kept hearing this over and over and over. And as I alluded to earlier, the last one, I, you know, before I started writing this book was this Fortune 500 CEO that I told he should be firing his digital marketing firm. And, and really that was the genesis of the book. And so, uh, we took the, we started applying political principles to businesses and started seeing incredible growth. We started seeing uh, the amount of time and the amount of money cut almost in half on what they were spending to their ROI. And one example is uh, the guy that we ended up working with. He uh, owns a real estate development company and he had a marketing team and they had spent five figures on a marketing campaign and he was very frustrated by the results. He ended up bringing me in to try what we do. And, and so, you know, we really focus, you know, look, the, the bottom line is we are in a customer driven economy. Right. And a lot of businesses and a lot of marketers don't think that way. They think they're in the product driven economy. My product is amazing. My service is the best. People will love it if I just tell them about it. And in politics, we completely think differently. I love business owners, but I love their customers more. Because right. in politics, we think of voters first. Right. We don't That's think the of the candidate. Is. We think, what yeah. do the voters want? That's the only way we elect candidates. And so when we went in and took a different approach and honed in on the targeting of the customer and understanding what they valued, and then running our campaigns that way, we ended up having massive success. In this one campaign, we ended up having a 700% uh, 
positive difference on return on investment compared to the, the corporate marketing firm that did this all the time. And so we just went, my God, what we're doing on the political side has a lot of value to businesses. And so the way I look at this again is it's a customer driven economy. And, and I approach that in everything I do. So when a client you know, hires us, that client must succeed before I succeed. That doesn't mean I work for free, but I have my contracts are, you can cut my contract immediately if I'm not producing for you. And what we found was every marketing firm that we heard from these CEOs is they were locked into these 12, 18 months. Oh yeah, absolutely. Contract. Yeah. So the marketing firm got paid regardless of they succeeded or not. And in politics, I've never, in 20 years, I've never had a contract that didn't have a, a three to four week out. So wow. if I'm not producing every day for my candidates, I'm out of a job. And if my candidates don't win, I'm out of a job. So my candidates have to win first before I can tout my success and make more money. That's the way the, the economy should be driven. And that's what we're trying to, to help Absolutely. businesses understand the way they need to be thinking. 100%. Yep. You're looking at the bottom line of those whose life you are changing, not those whose life you're in business with. Because at the end of the day, we're all there to help support our, our demographic, right? Help to elevate the demographic. Right. And uh, that, that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, whole approach to uh, what you're doing. I just, I'm just curious, as you're out in the marketplace doing all of this and, uh, you know, other, for the lack of a better word, you know, competitors are watching, have you seen a, a, a shift, a pivot from other folks in your arena following your lead, or are they still in denial? You talking about uh, corporate marketing firms? Yeah, other, other, other. Yes. What I would consider, you know, competitors to what you do. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, they're not changing because they. It's like this. The look, I'm going to go back to what we talked about. There is a disruption coming. Right. The disruption is that the 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 client, the customer, is in charge. Look at Uber. Look at uh, the way you know Yelp works. The customer is in charge of this society right now, and if you can't deliver to the customer, they're going to move on very quickly. If you can't show a relationship to the customer or the client, you're going to be gone. Uh, Sally Hogshead is an author, a marketing researcher. She's written a couple great books. She says that by giving authenticity and building relationships, she, oh, she did a, a study, a 10-year study of 250,000 uh, businesses and business owners. And it found that if you are authentic and customer-driven in your business and build relationships rather than transactions, you will have a 200% increase in, in, in growth in your business over time. So, like, the, the statistics are there. Right. Um, and I'm I'm always shocked when businesses are so uh, put their needs above their clients' needs. And maybe I shouldn't, but I can't compete in the political marketplace unless I have unless I work that way. I'm dead. I'm dead if I do that. And so we brought that mentality to the to helping businesses. And not only and, and it forces us think about this one thing: without a long-term contract. And the fact that, you know, we, we only succeed if they succeed. How innovative do I have to be to succeed? How, how do I think differently for my clients when, I, you know, innovation is everything, right? 
Uh, I'm not thinking about how do I keep this client, how do I make sure I don't rock the boat and let's produce content that doesn't mean anything. Uh, I'm about how do we push the ball down the field? How do we win? And I think that if you want to know, that's the real key difference I've found. In politics, we win or we die. We're over. We're done. We're out right. of business. And I don't know if marketers think about winning. They think about brand management and they think about uh hey what can i do to put some content out and like no it is about growing it's about winning and that's how we think if you're not visible you relatable and transparent you're not going to be anywhere over period i don't care pick, pick your industry like you're talking about people have to be able to see that you're authentic you have to be able to see that you're relevant in their life not in your life but in their life They'll follow you. They'll they'll do what you do. They'll do what you suggest. But your competition, like you said, may not. We're so we're so stuck on our habits, right? We're so stuck on societal norms that we would rather stay. We'd rather not change than change, regardless of what the overall collateral benefit might be. So it's not uncommon that that it's just human and, nature. That, that, that would happen. Yeah. Yes, absolutely yeah. human nature. Yep. And very much so. you know the customer is more savvy today. I mean, let's face it. You know, they have access to more information than ever before. You know, we have, um, you know, more people coming on the Internet around the world. The economy, uh, you know, in scale is, is growing. And we have access, um, you know, just, uh, you know, primarily to, to know what BS is out there and, and what's not. So if you're not focused on their needs, you're going to get caught up in that very, very quickly. You're not going to last long. And uh, negative reviews will destroy you very, very quickly because it's easy to do. Thank you to, you know, Facebook and all these other um, uh, review companies out there, whether you're a restaurant or travel or whatever else uh, with TripAdvisor or Yelp, as you mentioned. Hey, I got a question for you, to, uh, you know, to pivot as long, uh, you know, along the way here and, and get some interesting information out of Philip and your genius. Um, you know, for you, Personally, you travel, you're running a company, you have to be a father, you have to be a husband, and all those things. And staying efficient is obviously important, because if you're not, then you know you can easily get frustrated. Um, and not that frustration doesn't set in for everybody at some given time, but um, you've got a lot to deal with. What is your favorite tech you know, that you either have or you use uh, that... Um, you know, as a busy uh, CEO of your company and, and just out there working with a lot of your clients, what's something that you really absolutely, you know, found that helps you? As part of our show, Philip, is providing insight to successful people like yourself that are out there changing the world, doing really cool things and focused on the right things. And I love that. Customer-driven society, economy. Um, by the way, you know, you're the first that had said that um, on our show, and we've talked to lots of, you know, business owners, and not that they were wrong, but I just love how your approach is uh, and what you look at, and, and, and that's wonderful to know. But what's your favorite piece of tech, uh, you know, whatever it may be, uh, that helps you uh, do what you do? Uh, yeah, did you say hack or tech? Tech, tech. sorry. Tech. And then we'll get to a hack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then we'll get to a. You know, it, I, I would tell you, I don't know if it's, uh, uh, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it's just, uh, it's just Google. Uh, I, and I mean, like, uh, 
you know, just my calendar and the way that we, we work on the cloud now and how we can share everything and quickly move everything. It's not, I wish I could say it's fancy. Um, we, uh, we obviously play on all the social media channels, but just being able to be on the cloud because I live remotely uh, from my own company and um, that's, that's mainly, it's just I have to be in touch and I have to understand, you know, there's another, so everybody uses Slack right now. Um, and we have just switched out of Slack and we just started working with an app called Task World, which is Slack-like, it costs less. You can add in, it's a, 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 you know, it's a communication channel like Slack, but you can also add in all your company tasks, whether it be for clients, whether it be internal. We do a ton of work on culture in our company. And so we have a task world channel on just culture that we monitor all of our tasks in there. And so it kind of combines, you know, Slack is just a communication channel. Task world adds in, um, you know, the ability to track all the projects we're working on, in including being able to communicate effectively within each other. So. Uh, there's one. I just thought of it. Sorry. That's uh, there That's you really go. I, I love it. Um, and yeah. you're right. The you know the cloud has provided you know the ability for you to be connected with your team and you know be where you need to be and travel. Uh, but there you go, Alan. Isn't that amazing? That's when fantastic. you ask, when you ask, you, you shall, shall be receive. given. There you go. <laughs> we had asked. Somebody else said that before. Long time right, ago. Someone said that. Um, but anyway, uh, Philip, we were talking the other day. It's like. Well, our team is growing, um, and you know we were asking ourselves, like, what do we use? You know, we knew about Slack, but it's like, what do we like? What there's got to be something out there that you know. And then yeah. here it is, you know, Task World. So, Alan, duly noted. We now I do. Have, we talked about this yesterday. We talked about yesterday. It, well, How just, are we gonna? We're, yeah. we're, we've got so much going on. We got to be able. To conglomerate this whole thing, track yeah. and monitor it. So if one of us gets hit by a bus, God forbid, and, and we're unable to speak for ten minutes, somebody else can go in and be able to to be able I to pick it. up the. So pick now up we the know. Tool. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. That's a fantastic tool. We're definitely going to look at that. For sure. Um, I'll throw it out there, Nicole. When you listen yep. to this, we need we need Task World. Yep. And she's our production manager, and she's awesome, and she's the master juggler. We call her she handles a lot of cool things but this is now going to give us the capability alan really know where things are and i'm, I'm excited about that so that's right that's thank right. you i love philip for that where are we going alan let's uh let's bring out some more genius um, some new ideas places given what you what you've seen the pivots that you've that you've made um uh, in your business and the pivots that you've made in your life and I know you're 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 a, a student of Peter Diamandis, and and Peter's always looking towards you know what's next, you know what's next, not just something that's unique, but what is really next on that definite line in your life. So I guess that's that's the question: is what's next for you? Uh, well, we're you know uh, it's interesting. I, I am a marketer by trade. Um, and I thought that the most fun thing I could do was to be marketing my book. What I realized is how much I enjoyed being a CEO and running my company and how much I want to go back because uh, I've taken significant time off to write the book, um, but how excited I am to take the lessons and uh, all the things that I've learned in the last few months from the marketing campaign and writing the book and come back and run the, my business um, and really just grow the company. I, I'm, you know, I'm 
uberly passionate um, about every, working every day to improve, you know, whether it be our org chart, our strategy, our culture, um, all of these things. I like getting into the weeds. I like studying. Listen, uh, you know, I live at the beach. One of uh, the things that I do is I download great business podcasts like this one, and I go walk on the beach like it's four in the morning a couple days a week. And I, whoever sees, if ever, anybody ever is on the beach at this time or in their houses or condos and they see me, there's no doubt that the police have been called because I'm on my phone <laughs> typing notes of ideas that I'm coming up with. It's the way that I sort of brainstorm <laughs> and think. And I'm excited to go back to doing that again. I'm excited to, to learn and grow. I, I, I'm just, everything about my entire life is about growth, personal growth, professional growth, health growth. And I'm just excited to, to get back in the weeds and grow, to grow again. Man after my own heart. I love that. On the I beach. Love that. Yep. Thinking, listening, learning, growing, asking questions. I'm gonna meet you at 4 a.m., brother. Where are you? Where are you gonna be? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Um, and 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 what a great place to do that where you do live. And and you know the opportunity is uh, something to be grateful for. And I love that you want to go back and you know just be that entrepreneur and. And, and, and create and, you know, take all of that stuff, uh, you know, from your journey the last little while and, and implement it in your own business as you helped other people do that in theirs. As you were researching, chatting with the CEOs that you've had discussions with, solving problems, um, and then, you know, coming back and saying, this is what we're going to do and, and lead that uh, team. And it just demonstrates that you know, leadership inside of you um, is itching to get back in the saddle, and uh, that's exciting. Um, I'm excited for you for sure, I, and I love where you're going. Um, and you know, I can't wait to uh, to dive in the book. So I'm gonna have to journey down to the beach at 4 a.m. to get you to sign mine. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I'm glad to. Yeah, for sure. Um, Alan, uh, let's. Uh, you know, these shows go so quick. They go um, so fast. But we still have some time. We still have some time. We're keeping an eye on things. Yeah. I, I got, I got a, a question yeah, before we it. before we get into that. How do people get a hold of you? What's yeah, the best you way to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can go on Twitter at, uh, at Philip Stutz, my name. Uh, you can also email me, ps at philipstutz.com. Uh, that's, the, that's the direct way. Wait. Perfect. Love Twitter. Twitter is fantastic. Uh, most definitely. Um, so we talked about what's next, and you know, obviously you're going back in the saddle, and, and you're taking all this stuff. Um, what do you do for fun? You know, that's something that you know sometimes overlooked. Uh, you know, with with a lot of people, but I always like to know busy guys, you know, like yourself, and 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 you know all the things you've got going on. What what's what's your fun factor? That escape piece. <laughs> yeah, I think it is uh, two things. If I'm on my own, I love to play golf. And if uh, I'm with my family, I love to head out to the beach and spend a day swimming in the ocean and playing with my little girl and uh, and laughing a lot. So th those are my keys. And I'm glad, I'm great. I'm, you know, I think you said something, Chris, that was really important, uh, which is gratitude. Um, because ultimately, I'm just grateful for opportunities and I'm grateful for my for my family and for the people that have 
you know, helped me along the way. You know, entrepreneurs, a lot of us can say we're self-made men or women, and I just think that's total BS. Uh, I think that we have an incredible support system that allows us to do crazy, wild, uh, fun things. Uh, and, and, and I'm right, very, very grateful for the, the people behind me that, that helped me along the way. That is the truth, isn't it? Um, we do have, you know, the adult playground as an entrepreneur uh, to go and create and have some fun. But, you know, I love that you brought it back to being grateful for the things you do have and, um, you know, being able to then share that with the people that you love the most and, you know, that you care about. And the fact that, you know, you're like me, I like to laugh a lot. You know, I try to laugh uh, a lot. Um because it's such a vibration and frequency and you know folks everybody goes through stuff everybody has things that you know if you want to call them darts being thrown at you but there's a wonderful tool that we all have and that is the ability to help um, bring our vibration and frequency up because we all know that if you relate it back to physics hey you attract you know those things around you um, from mm. how you feel and laughter is just such an opportunity to get that up. And, you know, I think wonderful things come from that and it helps you get through things, quite frankly. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a firm uh, believer that laughing is, uh, is a wonderful tool that's overlooked. And um, I always look to hang out with people that, you know, definitely make me laugh. So if I need a good laugh, uh, you know, Philip, I'll have to give you a call since we're both guys that like to laugh. A great <laughs> goal, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, usually, Alan's the one that's you know got a lot of humor every time we're. So I'm, I'm very surprised he hasn't pulled out something yet out of the. But it might be too early. My, you no, know, it's not too early. But my some of my tech's not working. Cause I was just gonna nail something, <laughs> but the tech's not working. So we're gonna have to let it go. Sorry, Joel. Com, I can't. I can't bring that out. But. <laughs> Yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't yes, you? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> you know, there's uh, no, tomorrow's not guaranteed, guys, right? I mean, especially if, if for any reason. And those that have been in the had some had some touches with, uh, you know, some some health things maybe beyond our control. Sure. It's difficult. So with you know knowing that tomorrow's not guaranteed, you know, play today. You know, play, have fun. You know, contribute and do good stuff. But Try to get, try to suck as much as you can out of today, and try to give as much as you can today, because I truly believe that that helps you tomorrow. And that's, you know, just an, an only piece. But Matt, you know, I'm looking at my clock, and it's been darn near 50 minutes. I, what we used to look at these podcasts, and we're going, okay, 10 minutes, nine, 16. God, what else are we going to talk about? Set eight, 19 minutes. <laughs> now it's like we just start, and the and the clock's over. I. Well, it's, I mean, when you bring on interesting people and they have a lot of value and you just get into a fireside chat, it's easy to, you know, certainly uh, um, the time, you know, can, can certainly go fast. Um, and we, you know, honor you uh, for what you're doing, you know, Philip, for nice. the fact that you brought some really good ideas to the table for people. Uh, again, you're going to be featured on C-Suite Radio, which we're really excited, and that's a bigger contingency of people. And... Uh, again, we're on iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, Podomatic are, are our platforms. And, um, you know, we're going to do our best to get this out there to help you with that book. I think it's uh, going to be a wonderful book. Can't wait to dive in. Typically speaking, I would go and, 
you know, at least breeze through, have a book ahead of time. Um, and, you know, to be honest, I haven't yet, but I can't wait to. And I will come out and, you know, since Twitter's your thing, I will do some tweeting and I will yeah. connect uh, with my social following uh, as well as, you know, our team and so forth. Uh, hey. Uh, hey, uh, hey, Chris, if it's okay, I want to offer your listeners one uh, one final uh uh, you know, like I said, this is the customer-centric society. And one of the things we did with this book was we, at the end of the book, and I'll offer it without reading the, to your listeners without reading the book, but we have a free uh, digital marketing audit at the end of the book. Basically, I wanted to go in and give companies the ability to track their digital footprint and to see if their marketing performance was poor, and if not, give you as a business owner the answers of what you should demand from your marketing firm or what you should look for. And it's interesting oh. in doing this, 90% of the audits we've done for businesses, we've overspent or been overcharged on their websites, um, or they have, you know, you know, we're, everything right now is on video, and, and very few businesses have understood that Facebook and you know, Google and YouTube are all, all of their ad platforms are driven by the amount of video you put out. And so we'll help businesses do this and we'll do a complimentary for free um, for your listeners if they, uh, if they have any interest in kind of understanding where they stand in the digital, uh, in the Wait. digital world right now. Awesome. awesome. Uh, so what's the, uh, how yeah, do they access they that, Philip? Sure, it's uh, com backslash audit. Bang. And, um, there you heard it. I love value. Yep. You did you, you did what I say at the end of this show, and I certainly still will say it. You did something nice for someone today. And, uh, you know, listeners, take advantage of that. Understand what's going out. You know, truly uh, take advantage of these things. Um, obviously, Philip has spent numerous amount of hours working with companies that um, he's been able to uh, increase the ROIs, as you heard take full advantage of that and we uh, we appreciate it if um, you know you look at you know whether it's business or personal and uh, you were to leave our audience today with something to think about that can really you know help them uh, you know think bolder go somewhere it's kind of our bold move we like to call it what would that be yeah I would tell you every uh, every positive Motion in life comes from growth, um, and it doesn't matter what kind of growth you decide to pursue, but if you live every day in the certainty of your own life, you will eventually have an unhappy life. Uh, there's a great quote uh, that says, hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. And for me, every single day of my life is about how can I grow. Sometimes that drives my wife insane. But I am driven every single day to try to grow, to try to improve, to try to get better with being a dad, uh, with being a husband, and with being helping my clients and running a business. And, you know, something that doesn't get talked a lot about, but I want to grow and improve on how I manage uh, the team that works for me and how I serve the people that work in my company. And I, and I think those are the main things that I focus on every day is can I get doing that? And it all comes down to, I think if people want to have a takeaway, grow. 
That's that's the true way to grow and er, true way to have happiness in life is to continuously grow. Yeah, and it reminds me, and thank you for that, and that's a wonderful, uh, you know, um, end of the show, you know, as we come to it. And, and it reminds me of the fact that it's, you know, we live a bit of a conundrum because unfortunately the only way through growth is uh, to grow is is, um, is is to go through some pain because we have to change. Um, but I think it's so important um, to do that and, and, you know, to, again, get out of that comfort zone, go grow, do something that you really want to do. And I appreciate that uh, as being the sound off for the day. Philip Stutz, you're awesome, brother. Really appreciate you coming on. We're excited to see what you do. And when you get back in the saddle with your team, uh, you know, I'm sure you're going to take a lot of this stuff and, and uh, apply what you just talked about and grow. Uh, again, thank you to the audience. You guys are, uh, you know, what we do this show for, and we really appreciate you. You can get a hold of us at info at thinkbullbebold.com. And, of course, come to the website. We've got lots of things going on. We'll make sure that uh, this free audit will be posted, and you'll be able to easily, easily access this stuff. Uh, so, again, thanks, uh, Philip. We really appreciate you. Hey, thank you. Enjoyed it. Awesome. Wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.